Hello and welcome to Hank's Place. Hey, that writer of Hebrews penned an awesome letter to Hebrew Christians and to us. He pointed out the betters of the new covenant, and he urged his readers in chapter 10 to draw near to God, holding fast to their confession of hope, and to encourage one another in Christian living and giving. But verses 26 to 29, they might be terrifying, especially so if, if you live in a world of mixed covenants. So let's check them out so we can sleep peacefully like little babies. For if we go on sinning willfully, they read, after receiving the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins. And concludes, how much severer punishment do you think he will deserve who has trampled underfoot the Son of God and has regarded as unclean the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified and has insulted the Spirit of grace? Is God schizophrenic, unconditional love, and fearsome threatening at the same time? It's true, our God is a consuming fire, but the interpretation taken out of context becomes all mixed up. The author is referring to people within the Christian community, people who have heard the truth, but the fact that they go on sinning deliberately even after receiving knowledge of the truth indicates that the people he's referring to are not and never were genuine believers. They were in the community, but not really believers. Because the Old Covenant has passed away, there's no other place for them to turn to for forgiveness. Forgiveness is found only in the New Covenant through Christ's sacrifice, which they have rejected. Therefore, they will face judgment. Puzzled? Think about Judas. Judas heard the truth, but he rejected it. Judas spent literally years in the presence of Jesus. He'd not only heard the truth, he lived with grace and truth in the flesh. But Judas rejected Jesus as Lord. Remember he called him rabbi, not Lord, in the garden at the time of arrest? Jesus came to give his life for Judas, but Judas wasn't interested, preferring instead his own sinful life of greed and betrayal. Surely Judas had had many opportunities to repent, but he didn't. He rejected the grace of God. Now, Jesus died for Judas. What more could Jesus do? Nothing. There's no more sacrifice for sins other than the one that Jesus has already provided. To reject Jesus as Lord is to trample the Son of God underfoot and to treat the blood of the covenant as unholy. Now, within our Christian communities today, there are those whose lives and lifestyles repudiate the work and the person of Jesus. Jesus, the one whose sacrifice has made us holy. Now, my dear friend, I'm confident that you are not a modern-day Judas. <laughs> if you were, you wouldn't be visiting with us today at Hank's Place. So fear not. In Jesus, you have been redeemed eternally. You have passed out of judgment into eternal life. John 5.24. You, my friend, have eternally come alive.